space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode, A Little Help, Part 2. Starring Carly Minardo as Katya Bushnikova, Christopher Hastings as Dr. Dewey, Taylor Moore as Legs Loveless, Tim Platt as Jefferson Starship, and Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. And now, the conclusion. We return as four insects, three ladybugs, and a Carcosan spitweevil fly low across the carpet of the Cavalier's medbay, fleeing a pursuing Roomba. But they don't fly in the usual way that bugs fly. All over the place, weird circles, just kind of annoying. No! These bugs are flying in tight formation. We zoom in. To bugs? Yes, because atop those bugs are our heroes. Engineer Katya Bushnikova, Dr. Thomas Dewey, and Pilot Legs Loveless all ride the spitweevil. And atop the three ladybugs? Why, sitting atop each is a dashing man, a woman with wild green hair, and a big guy. They call themselves the Wee Governors and insist they're vanguard officers. The bugs dart into a duct, heading for somewhere in the bowels of the ship. Katya Bushnikova has taken some of her black electrical tape and um, created a sort of uh, furiosa black mark over the top half of her face, carefully avoiding her, her eyes. She has rolled up the sleeves of her Vanguard uniform and her eyes are fixed on the shoeless foot of one of the wee governors. Dr. Dewey has lost his shirt, but he's still wearing his lab coat. And he has taken his necktie and cut two eye holes in it to turn it into, like, um, a Ninja Turtle bandana. And he's wearing that. Cavalier ship's pilot legs loveless uh, is frozen, still paralyzed from the Spitweevil's venom. Uh, He's sort of, uh, he's taped on to the back of the spit weevil now. Uh, and we can see that uh, he's still wearing his paper pit helmet that he created from the sheet of paper. They flew as a plane in the first part of the episode and he's uh, cut his Vanguard pants into shorts, action shorts. Uh, very short, very, very short. <laughs> Some would say too short. I would say they don't know how to have fun. But now he's fighting the green... Venom. 
uh, liquiding through his veins in <laughs> branching patterns, holding on for life. Liquidating? Flowing! That's what liquids do. The woman with the wild hair looks over at Legs and says, Oi, his legs all right? How do you know our names? We know all your names, love. Do you think I'd leave a shoe in your ear if I didn't know your name? This uh, shoe-leaving-in-ear etiquette is unknown to me, so I will take your word for it. Why did you leave a shoe in her ear? Could get infected! Oh, love, it was an accident, all right? We'll explain everything later. First, let's get away from this Roomba. And the Roomba is bearing down on you. You're making your way to the duct, but it's it's getting ever closer. Let's face it, a Roomba faster than bugs. I need everyone to make a laser's roll. Yep. Dr. Dewey rolls a one, a success. Uh, Katya rolls a four, also a success. Legs Loveless, paralyzed and electrical taped to the back of a bug, also rolls a success. They said it couldn't be done. That Legs Loveless couldn't pilot a bug he doesn't know while paralyzed and taped to it. You've done a great work shifting your weight as the rest of us steer. Thank you, Legs. Some say I'm more at home in the air than the ground. I say I'm at home in both. Okay. The big guy, uh, the big guy maneuvers his ladybug into the rear of the formation and shouts forward to the rest of you. Oh, don't you worry. I've got it. And he unfurls a big whip. And (laughs) as you make for the duct, he cracks it at the Roomba. He cracks that whip at the Roomba, scaring, scaring the robot off and, and encouraging it to turn. Just at the last moment, you make it into the duct, safe and sound. That was some expert machine handling. Oh, we fought many Roombas in our day. What is that, a headphone wire or a piece of string? It's a, li- it's a, little, it's a little bit of a tape measure. That I, I cut out just a little sliver. No one would notice, I thought. You're so industrious! What are your names? Oh, us? Why, we're the we governors, of course. I'll let Jefferson introduce introduce himself. Hi, oh, jeez, you all really do like to talk a lot when we're flying. I prefer to really focus on the flight myself. But hey, I'm Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Of the week, governors, as you all knew. Yeah, we've been watching your exploits for quite some time. Great to have you on board with us. This here, he slaps the ladybug underneath. Her name's Hubbub. So when people say, what's a Hubbub going wrong? It's probably Jefferson Starship on his ladybug. The woman shouts from your left. And I'm Jefferson Airplane. Pleased to meet ya. <laughs> and then the big guy in back shouts. And I'm Jefferson Tugboat. <laughs> I'm Legs Loveless. We know, Legs. We know all about you. Save your energy, Legs. Save your strength. I've got plenty to go around, Doc. We are trying to get to the enlargement ray. Is there a way for us to navigate through these ducts to get there? Oh, don't worry, love. We'll get you right-sized in a moment. We just got to get to the little bridge first. The little bridge? Just down this way. And after a dizzying number of twists and turns through the Cavalier's Christopher's tubes, you find yourselves in a chamber. A chamber, Katya, that you've never seen on any schematic. It's a room that looks like your own human-sized bridge. 
with three main stations arrayed in front of a wall of viewscreens. The viewscreens appear to be tied into the ship's security feed. We see views of a number of Cavalier crew members. Why, there is Gelmer Lysander, surrounded by a pile of crumpled up papers. Is that his latest column, or his wedding vows? And look, there is Mitzi Festerchild, picking up a mess of nuts and bolts all over the floor. But you can see that a hole in her pocket means this mess isn't going away anytime soon. <laughs> Mitzi! There's Liberty Balboa. Molting? Let's not look at that. This is fascinating! How on earth do you have microchips? Small enough to be smaller than microchips! How is this possible? And, like, Koch is just marveling at the tiny, tiny technology in front of her. Well, Katya, Concilium's got a lot of resources that you don't always tell you all about. But hey, we do what we can. We try to help out as best, best we can. We've seen all of you. We always pay attention. I mean, Katya, you might be the most professional person on this ship. There's not a drink in your hand. <laughs> oh, no, he's roasting us. Do, do Dr. Dewey. Do Dr. Dewey. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. Oh, I got you. Dr. Dewey, I'm beginning to think doctor is out ain't a sign on the door. It's dang ray painted on it. You're always out doing missions when people are trying to get, get, your, get help from you. Dang. And legs. You're a pretty good pilot. Ooh, ooh. In the, in the absence of space, I'd like to see you try to navigate between a dental floss and that thing that you cut off dental floss with. It scans. What he said is funny and makes sense. It landed. <laughs> landed? And that's something I haven't seen you do in a long time. <laughs> oh, 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 it just gets better. More. We're razzing you all, but we've got a whole lot of affection for you. The work that you do, it's impressive and we love it. Frankly, I like it when Dewey's out on a mission. When he's in the office, there's always goo everywhere. But it's an important part of the process. There's so much goo in your bodies, got to take it out, put it somewhere. You might think it's just a little goo, but for a wee governor, it's a whole lot of goo. Pick up your goo, mate. Stay out of my office, mate. Oi there, JT. Come on down. Come on down. I'm there sorry, the- Starship. I'm sorry. I, you know you know how I feel about the goo. I know, but you got to remember that we've built up relationships with these people on their head that, honestly, they, they haven't built the same with us. So we've got things about them that we've been thinking over and over again that they just have no understanding of. We can't treat them like they know what we always talk about all the time. You're right. Sometimes I forget that after years of observing the crew members, seeing their routines, their lives, their personal victories, that they've never noticed us. They've never known that we governors were here under their noses, helping. Or in our ears. I would like to return to this. Why? I understand why you would have miniature surveillance set up. Fine. Appreciating yes, that's pretty that's pretty clear. Yes, appreciating your guardian angel like nature, I still do not understand why you are in position to leave behind footwear in my ear. Jefferson Airplane, who is seated at her station, turns back to you, Katya, and says Love, I was only trying to help out. I was monitoring, I was on I was on graveyard shift one night, and I happened to notice that crawling by your ear were some Ventraxian mosquitoes. So I popped over toot sweet, shoot away the whole lot, got to, got to be a bit of a tussle, those are nasty little boys, and in the process, yeah, shoe got left behind, my mistake. Yeah, love, the appropriate response to a favor like that is thank you. <laughs> you, you think every conversation is conversation you are in, I am thinking. <laughs> Me? 
Oh, looks like the roast goes both ways. Starship, maybe before we go any further, we should uh, play the video. Yeah, all right. This might give you all the information you've been looking for. And pay attention. I don't want to go in one ear and out the other. Wait, can someone turn the weevil around so I can see the video? Katja uh, bends Legs' neck for him. <laughs> oh, opposite of what I said. Oi, this might help, mate. And Jefferson Tugboat uh, rips Katya's dressing off of your wound. Oh, oh! It hurts a lot. Katya said last episode, when it came off, it was gonna hurt. He ripped. He rips. He takes a lot of chest hair with it. But then he rubs a cooling salve over your chest, and suddenly your joints feel loose and free. What? What's this? You had a salve that both cools and acts as. Anti-venom to spitweevil saliva. I can feel my hands again. My namesakes. <sighs> there. No more green branches liquiding through my circulatory system. <laughs> Look at me now. A perfect pirouette. He pats you on the back. Oi, not our first time tangling with those spitweevils, mate. Baron says he'll put down traps, but he never does. To be honest, you scar-steppers proved yourselves to be pretty able little ones. We're uh, we're all impressed. Scar-steppers is what we call you sometime, because you like scar-scrapers, but in this case, you can walk. Wow. Jefferson Tugboat goes over to his console and punches in a few uh, keys, and then the view screen lights up. It does the thing where a bunch of different little screens make one big image. And on the view screen is a woman in a Vanguard Admiral's uniform but you don't recognize her. And come to think of it, she's not wearing the current uniform. It's the old retro one, the one they phased out right before you entered the academy. She speaks directly to the camera. Hello. I am Admiral Bedelia Amelia. <laughs> Jesus. If you are seeing this, some kind of scientific accident has shrunk you down or you have hacked classified materials within the ship. Depending on which one, I'm sorry or you're under arrest. <laughs> Several years ago, a Vanguard science vessel discovered the smallest inhabited planet on record. The planet was named Brixton Omega and inhabited by a race known as the Wee Governors. We realized their unique size was an immense resource, an X factor, if you will, but only if their existence was kept a secret. Publicly, the Concilium disavows any knowledge of the Wee Governors. Your own captain is not aware of their presence. But in truth, we governors are stationed on every ship in the fleet, helping where they can, behind the scenes, in 1,000 unnoticed but critical ways. The we governors will assist you in returning to your normal sizes, but you are hereby ordered to never acknowledge the existence of the we governors in perpetuity. Thank you, and Godspeed. Wow! Does this mean that there were also we governors on the Astro-Soviet collective ships I was part of? No, love. You heard it. We're only... We're Concilium citizens. We're only on Vanguard ships. Unless there's another corresponding race of tiny people that the Astro-Soviets have discovered, but... You can't discount that possibility. You can't discount that possibility. No one is. You see, we've always been here on the ship. We've all been stationed here for years. When an officer can't find the favorite pen, 
a wee governor might scoot it into view. The energy relays malfunction in a battle, why, a wee governor might climb into the wall and repair it before engineering even knows it's gone wrong. I understand the need for secrecy, and I will, of course, honor this order, but I must say that this is precisely the sort of new discovery I was hoping for when I came to the vanguard, and to not be able to witness the inner workings of such a magical little place, it breaks my heart a little bit. Uh, breaking your heart? Well, didn't think that was an easy thing to do, the way your arms <laughs> closed up. You never let yourself feel, I can tell. What is your exact fucking problem with me? I've got no problem with you. I like the way you do your work. I'm impressed by it. Except we gotta drink your hand, of course. I don't... <laughs> I do not drink as excessively as you would suggest. Well, I'll tell you what my problem is. My problem is this. I've got a dang conscience. You know, just a few days ago, I would have said... <laughs> Helping a ship and expecting nothing in return? Helping in anonymity? Not looking out for yourself? Well, that's about the craziest thing I've ever heard. But now, I've been through some things. I flew a paper airplane made of my teammates. I was saved by your generosity and the quick thinking of comrade got me a bush to go by. <laughs> well... <laughs> If it wasn't for helping and being helped by my teammates, my colleagues, I'd be dead, paralyzed and unable to do anything fun or interesting, lying on the floor tiny forever in Dr. Dewey's office. No, I'm only here now because I, I've changed. Helping, teamwork, that's the way for me. And I don't care what that lady on the screen says. I'm going to shout it from every hilltop and elevated platform I can create in the hollow zone. We've got friends, helpers, we governors, and everyone on the ship deserves to know. Those orders can go fuck themselves. Legs, you feel two large to you hands <laughs> wrap around your neck from behind uh -oh. and lift you up off the ground. Weevil back. The weevil is back. Help it, Weevil! No, help! We comrades! JT. All my comrades! Oh, to me! To me, help! JT, JT, put him down. I'll snap it. I'll snap his, I'll snap his little neck. JT, very little put him down. JT. Tugboat, you must release him, I beg you. He he does not... He has a child's understanding of teamwork. He, no. he does not understand that sometimes it means you do not shout from rooftops. He is... He's helping me. He's helping me to get bigger. Thank you, Tugboat. Good Just job. Jefferson Starship walks up to Tugboat uh, and gets right in his face. Jaita, you put him down right now. Look, he's reacting to how weird he is to figure us out. We don't gotta trust people to get to the right place on their own time. I'm just worried, JS. He could ruin everything. This. If we were the wee governors that spilled our beans, why, well, we'd be a laughing stock back on Brixton Omega. Jaita, we're not going anywhere, and we're not spilling anything. We're making sure that our job gets done, and these people will fall in line, like they all do. Don't resort. Don't become like them. Be like you. Be like us. He turns to, uh, uh, he turns to Legs. You're one lucky son of a bitch. I feel like I just read Roald Dahl's memoir, Boy. Loved his work. Hated hearing him talking about himself. You focus on Paladin, and leave the storytelling to us. 
What's up? What's up, Dad? Cat got your tongue. I just forgot what this was like. <laughs> huh. Oh, I know that that's what you're supposed to say because the lady on the screen or whatever told you that's what you're supposed to say, but I know what you really want and I'm going to help you achieve it. Fame and notoriety. Or should I say, I won't be doing that, wink. Taylor, Tugboat's grip on your neck grows tighter. Good boy. Thank you, Tugboat. You can't breathe. Oh, you're right. Not breathing is better. No, fight. You're crushing his throat hole. Katja, like, Katja turns and looks at Dewey, seeing him for the first time. (laughs) Dr. Dewey looks back with his Ninja Turtle mask. (laughs) Blankly. Question, are the eye holes aligned properly? No. Great. This has been such a Breaking Bad slow burn into Dr. Dewey becoming Dr. Dewey. And then Dewey says, no time to admire me for who I am. And he says, we have to save him. And, and Dewey runs to try to unpry uh, the fingers choking out uh, Legs Loveless. Look at you, the big and the small, working together. We're already working together, and we like things just the way they are. Stop it. You let him go. Let go of his throat hole. Jefferson Starship fires a revolver into the air. Tim, make a laser's roll. Failure. Aw. The bullet ricochets off the ceiling and hits Legs Loveless right in that shoulder. Oh! (laughs) I don't understand how this is helping me, but I accept the gift I have been given! Thank you! Nevertheless, the, the sound of the shot and the force of the bullet hitting the man he's holding forces Tugboat to let go. Legs crumples to the floor. All right, everyone, come on down, come on down before I give you what for. I'll need you all to relax and calm down. He points his revolver at Legs. You got cheeky with us for a second, but you're going to come to your senses soon. He points to Dewey. I swear to God, I've never seen you do your job. Never seen you do your job. Always. I'm just curious how many times you've seen me pressure myself. It's just, the thought is distracting. Oh, believe me, we, we've got you timed out and we are out of the room for that one. Oh, that's good. He puts a revolver back in his pocket. It's a huge relief. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I do work. I was working on getting a shoe out of Katya's ear. And since it happens... Yes, I'm sorry, by the way. It is uh, it is even smaller than your small foot at this point, but I will return it as soon as we are big again. Oh, it's all right, love. All the wee governors as good cobblers we are. <coughs> uh, Jefferson Airplane is going to kneel down by legs, and she's going to brush his hair out of his face as he gasps for breath and says, Hey, listen, love, it's sweet you want to let the whole world know about us, but... If you do, why we'll have broken the first rule of being a wee governor. We'll all be dishonorably discharged from the vanguard. This is our calling. We don't want that. You don't want that for us, do you? No, of course I don't. No, I can tell by that voice you don't mean it, and I need you to mean it. I mean it. (laughs) You know, he has had a lot of oxygen removed from his brain. 
Jefferson Starship walks over to a little matchbox. He steps atop of it, which which made him tall enough to reach into a pipe, which is where he sleeps. He reaches in and takes out a little corn kernel that that has been serving as a uh, a flask. He walks over to Legs and opens the flask and gives him a little sip. Come on there, pal. Like a drink and calm yourself down. Mm. Mm. Tim, Tim, what's in the flask? In the flask is a sip of Bombay Sapphire. Ooh. Yeah, and the, 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 he holds the logo on the corn kernel conspicuously <laughs> camera forward. Take a sip there. Take a sip, sip there, Lugs. Uh, thanks, friend. He grabs legs by, by the shoulder. Didn't mean to hurt you, but you're talking out of control. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We got that. We can take care of you. Look, I'm rousing you all, but I have a great deal of respect for all of you. You are a good pilot, and we're going to need your help if we want to get out of here. We just need you to respect our wishes, too. Yeah, let's just say I definitely know what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Please. And hey, point number two. If you need help from me, comrade, you got it. Solidarity forever, brother. Oh, yeah. Can I, Katya, can I say that? Is that okay? I don't know why you would think I would endorse that. <laughs> That's not a no. Ah, uh, Katya. A prickly one, but you're a part of the crew. Yes, that is technically true on both counts. And now may I say, you are the one with the drink in his hand. <laughs> oh! This oh, is like a game oh, of tennis with oh. surrounds. <laughs> she got you, Starship. Uh, 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 Jefferson, um, Jefferson Starship sort of uh, bows his head as a like, you got me, you got me. He raises his glass, takes a sip, and hands it to her. Katja accepts graciously and takes a sip. He takes it back and then uh, uh, aims it towards Dewey, going like, "You want a part of this? Take it, Dewey. This is this Bombay Sapphire is some of the best gin I've ever had. Oh, I love Bombay Sapphire, London style dried gin. Mmm, that's smooth. Oh yeah, you can just have it on ice or mix it with a tonic. I could probably make a real bang in the martini too if I felt like it with Bombay Sapphire." I am afraid that we have gotten very off course. I am still eager to be rebigged. What is our next step here? How can we help? Well, we can help you become sky steppers again. Pretty soon you'll just be back to your normal size. Right as rain. And hey, Katja. And Tugboat sort of uh, turns just to Katja. Yes, Tugboat. When you're normal sized again... Do you ever see, I don't know, like a, like a pig? You mean a teacup hog? No, uh, well, I mean the full-size kind. Do you mean if, are you asking me if I have ever before in my life seen a pig? His eyes twinkle. Yeah. She, she looks at legs. Yes, I have seen one. Do you think when you're a sky stepper, well, the next time you see a pig, you'll think of old tugboat? If it brings you pleasure, Tugboat, yes. I promise to think of you. He smiles broadly. That'd be all right. That'd be all right. See, we don't have pigs down here. It's just us. Oh. And lint, which we make clothes out of, and the bugs. As this conversation is happening, uh, Jefferson Starship is talking to uh, Dewey and to Legs going... And idea, if you want a different flavored tonic, just go to BombaySapphire.com. It can show you a list of all the different types of flavors like elderberry, even mint. I'll definitely do that. 
I can't wait. It sounds like the best thing I've ever heard. My favorite tonic is rosemary. Mix it with the Bombay Sapphire Gin, and that's a gin and tonic to rock your top off. Sounds like it's a spirit for every occasion. And we must never, ever forget to drink responsibly. In fact, if you got problems drinking responsibly, call this number right here. JS, that's enough, JS. Just get the key. JS uh, goes, um, steps again on top of his little matchbook. No, no, no. Legs runs up to Jefferson Starship and picks him up and puts him on his shoulder. Where to, comrade? (laughs) He likes being picked up. (laughs) All right, there. How you doing? Just push me over the edge of uh, of where I sleep, which is this, uh, this smoking pipe. Aye, aye, comrade, here we go. As they're doing whatever this is, uh, Jefferson Airplane turns back to the rest of the group and says, We have a special key, us we governors do, that allows us to operate the enlarging ray in case this exact thing ever sort of happens. So we'll just grab the key and then we can head back to the med bay and uh, turn on the enlarging ray and you'll be back to normal within the hour. Sounds exceedingly simple. Has this ever happened before? Are there others on this ship that know your tiny secret? No, not a soul. Well, this must be nice. You get to do your training. It's exciting, but also nerve-wracking. You know, we uh, I never knew that we'd have, to, we'd have to answer the call. It's a tremendous amount of pressure. I hope nothing goes wrong. Yes, me too. But why would it? We just have to grab the key and then go to the med bay. Oi there, has any of you been in my pipe? What's that? I said, has any of you been in my pipe? Why would we go in your pipe? Jefferson Starship's hand pulls him up from the pipe, and you can see he is ho- he is holding a filter like you would, uh, uh, you sort of roll together to uh, roll your own cigarette. He then shakes out the filter and goes, The key! The key's always in my little filter, but I can't find it nowhere. Have any of you been in my pipe? Have any of you took the key? No, but, oh, check my bed. And Jefferson Tugboat points over to a, a bed made out of Legos over in the, another corner. I'll do it. I don't look mind. Look under the covers. And there are no covers. It's Again, it's just Legos. Yeah, I look. Legs looks. <laughs> Legs removes the top layer of Legos and uh-huh. looks for the key. You don't see a key. Uh, reporting back, uh, looking for the key in the bed. Uh, you couldn't find any uh, key there, friends. Is there any chance the key is still remaining by the enlargement ray? A lot of times when I lose my key, I just left it in the door I used last. We've never used the key. The key's the key's here for emergencies. We it's you know, it's like it's kept in a special location, Starship, and it's not supposed to move from that location unless there's an emergency. We've never had anyone shrunk down, so we've never had a need to use it. Airplane, I swear Check I've never my used bed it before. if you have to, and Jefferson Airplane points over to a, a hammock strung in the back and it's made out of toilet paper. One square. Uh, Katya goes over to look. What is the what is the shape of this key? What am I looking for exactly? Is it key as I would think of it? It's it's uh you know it's silver, it's kind of key shaped, but all size, you know. Got a little Vanguard logo on it. Is there any chance it was left in here? No, I don't care. We don't keep the key here. I'm not seeing it. If only I was carrying my trusty metal detector when I was shrunk. So one day I don't have it on me. Well, there must be some other way to activate the enlargement ray, yes? Jefferson Starship, my friend, uh, you have access to tiny memory banks and tiny video displays. You also have access to 
tiny sensor sweeps. Uh, Jefferson Starship is sort of stressed out. This was his key. This was his responsibility, and he doesn't know where it is, so he's sort of distracted, trying to look around. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I guess so, but what's that got to do with anything? Uh, perhaps we could use your tiny computer to look. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, all right. Let's try it. Let's, let's try it. Jefferson Starship, can you make a lasers roll? One. Great. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a three. Uh, where, what, what, what kind of sweep are you trying to do? What are you looking for? What, what, where, and where are you targeting? I would guess that they're like scanning the room, like trying to see if it's um, obscured by something. Your scans of the key itself come up short. After all, you're looking for a little piece of metal, and this room is made of metal. But upon further scans, Jefferson Starship. You do get some odd readings. It seems there is... Well, this is strange. There seems to be a faint radioactive signature. Like the signature for the nanite. It's off the chart. You mean the nanites from Dr. Dewey's equipment? Could one of them have absconded with the key? <gasps> but what would they want with the key? And why would it go so far in here? Dr. Dewey, help me out here. I'd love to. How intelligent are the nanites from your scope. I don't really know. I just bought it from the doctor store. Hmm. Tell me more about this doctor store. Did it ask for anything strange? We cut to the strange? doctor store. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd like a scope, would you, Dr. Dewey? Yes, yes. I'd like something that I could use for, say, the ears or the nose. Oh, or the throat. Something that would uh, be able to scan any of them. Hopefully, uh, we're in a shop on a very wet planet. Uh, <laughs> everything is wetter than it should be. Uh, this this salesman is wet. Dr. Dewey is wet. All the equipment is a little wetter than, than you want it to be. Outside, it's raining. And I'm still waiting for my wet ten blade. Your what? Wet ten blade. A ten blade is the size of scalpel for a surgeon. Huh. Yeah. Well, Dr. Dewey, I think I have just the thing. As you can see, the shop is full of objects with a particular use and meaning to each each one an individual person. And I think this, ah, yes, this scope under the bell jar. And he lifts a big bell jar. Ah, this scope, I think, should fit your needs nicely. Oh, terrific, yes, an endoscope. But in return, I ask something very particular. One day I will come to you asking for a favor, and you must return it to me. Yes, yes, I know. I've done most of my shopping here. You've yet to collect on any of those favors. Good, then. I think we have a deal. I think you're a very smart consumer. You're getting big savings. And I'm ready to pay money for my wet ten blade. We cut back. Oi, it's very old. I guess when we were rescuing you, maybe a nanite got in here and stole the key, but what would a nanite want the key for? The only thing you'd do with the key is enlarge something. Oh, this is very bad. If the nanites were to enlarge themselves and still (gasps) maintain their powerful hive mind, they would take over the ship in moments. Are you be? Do you mean... And Airplane looks shocked. Katya, you don't mean bigites. 
That is exactly what I mean, Jefferson. Wait, which one? Which one are you? Wait, which one? I'm of looking us? at you, uh, Jefferson Airplane, and I am talking to you, and I am answering the thing you just said. We just try not to call each other Jefferson because it gets confusing. Sure. Sorry. My apologies. If it helps, I call or him Boat. Yeah, I call him JT sometime just to get that Jefferson in there. You can do that too if you like. Katya, it's a small and easy request they're making. I think you should be helpful for once. Ah, <laughs> oh, legs. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Katya, it's a simple thing. Just call people what they ask to be called. Legs. <laughs> Jefferson, uh, Jefferson Tugboat looks at Katya directly and says, Katya, if you ever named a pig JT, that'd be all right. JT, can I just step in right here and say, just pull the brakes a little bit, just let her do what she needs to do. <laughs> JS, you know I've always wanted to meet a pig, and we've never had the chance, on account of we're so we. I just had no idea. This is the closest we'll ever be. I, I promise you that if I have the opportunity, I will I will make your pig dreams come true. But in the meantime, I am very concerned with this scheme of the nanites. Perhaps what we could do is separate one from the herd, tap into its shared consciousness somehow, and locate the key that way. Jefferson Starship reaches behind him and pulls out what can only be described as a 90s comic book knife. Uh, uh, with all these, like... <laughs> yeah, the ridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, then. Let's go hunting. We fade to our heroes leaving the bridge. The little bridge, that is. The big bridge? Why, we don't know what's going on there today. Probably some stupid space stuff. Our heroes aren't unencumbered. They are carrying some interesting items along with them. It seems there's a plan afoot. Indeed, there is. The spit weevil that they rode into the little bridge uh, has now been outfitted with a little harness made of uh, like a little plastic wrapper taken off some sort of cupcake thing. Uh, but And he's pulling a cart uh, and the cart is the matchbox from the little bridge and the wheels are a cookie, a spool of thread, a CD, and a dried up contact lens. <laughs> and on top of that cart is... On top of the cart is a nanite charging bay. Or is it? For this one is made of Legos. Don't worry, JT. We'll get your bed back. Don't worry. But first, we have to trick a nanite into getting into our Lego trap. I just hope tonight I can sleep in me bed, is all. We got you, JT. No worries, no worries. Hey, Dewey, I've got a question If for I you. don't have my bed, I'll be up all night counting pigs. I mean sheep. You, it's Never fine. Never count pigs. Find the count pigs, pal. It's, it's fine. the count pigs. Really? Yeah, it's fine. I've always counted pigs. I know you have. I feel like you're very proud of this preoccupation with the pig, but you're also a bit ashamed of it. I'd say, get rid of the shame part of it. Just be proud. All right, I like pigs a lot. Yeah. They well, seem, they seem cool. They're very intelligent. That's why I don't eat. That's why I don't eat pork because of how smart they are. Oh, no, I love the pork. Remember that time I had a crumb of bacon? Mmm. Katja is, like, pushing the wagon. Uh, she's, you know, she's she's got her hand on the back of the, the cart as they're making their way through the ducts. And Legs is back there with her, uh, pushing the cart with her as well. Katja, 
I've got some concerns about our plan. Why did you not voice these concerns when we were making the plan? Well, it's... they're not... Uh, listen, I'm sure the plan will work. This thing we built looks just like a nanite charging port, if Dr. Dewey is to be believed, and I think he is. I trust my fellow helpers. No, my problem is something I think only you can answer. You see, we're both collectivists, you and I, and, well, I'm I'm worrying that... Well, Katya, don't you think we should be helping the nanites? So... I am afraid you have, in your excitement over collectivism, misunderstood grossly uh, how one might believe in such a thing. It does not mean you must serve all collectives, including those that seek to destroy yours. It simply means that you work together instead of being loner hotshot. But the nanites have a hive mind, the complete dissolution of the ego and the individual. Aren't they the ideal way of living? No. But all they can do is help, the best thing a person can do. They never think for themselves. It's always one for all. I am starting to worry that in ripping off tape, you lost more than chest hair. I did lose more than chest hair. I lost the illusion of self... I've torn through the veil of Maya, and now I understand. I'm nothing unless I'm everyone. There is no legs. Legs. What? Because I will still call you this. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's going to take me a while to get used to not being an individual anymore. Nearly a, a node on a network. Something greater than myself. I would encourage you to remember that you are serving the Vanguard. And while I am here, I am serving it too. And that is our collective. No, no entity, no collective can serve all collectives. Do you understand what I am saying? No collective can serve all collectives yet. And the Astro-Soviet Collective, do they accept applications? What's the deal? I believe someone like you would need to go through heavy vetting process. Well, I should hope so. And probably need a a reference from a fellow Astro-Soviet Collective member. (laughs) I think I know just the one. All right, I'll see you up ahead. And Legs uh, (laughs) walks up towards the, uh, and hops on the back of the uh, spit weevil, pulling the cart. Hello, Legs. Hey there, Dr. Dewey. Uh, So you're sure this is what a uh, nanite charging port looks like? And we pan and we see that it's it's just a block of Legos and someone has taken like ink from an inkwell for a fountain pen and wrote nanite charging port on the top and it's like dripping down. Yes, it's an exact replica. I'll take your word for it. And in return, I give you all I can, aid. Airplane. Uh, Behind them, uh, the... The wee governors are sort of gathered. Hey, airplane. Oi, what is it, JS? You gonna tell him? Tell him what, love? Tell him about your feelings. It's the only chance you got. You really not gonna say anything? JS. You know I can't. He's gonna be big again. And then... And then we'll be back to the way things always were. Me, watching him... Sometimes, cleaning the earwax out when he's asleep. Him, forgetting I exist. It's the way it's supposed to be. Don't have to be. Like you know about us no matter what, and they promise promise not to tell anyone. Why shouldn't one of us find love someday? The only way we'd ever work is if he decided to stay small. 
And he'll never decide to stay small. He's big. He's born to be big. He won't decide to stay small if you don't give him the chance to make that decision. Bah, it will never work. Get your head out of the clouds, J.S. You're my best friend and I want you to be happy. I thought your best friend was Tugboat. I mean, he's like, he's a good friend. He's definitely a good friend. But, you know. Wow, this changes what I thought about our little dynamic. You didn't think we were best friends? I thought we were good friends, but I thought you and and Tugboat were like thick as thieves. I mean, I love it. We go on little adventures together and hang out and stuff. Yeah, he's fun to hang out with, but... No, I'm I'm too. I'm too. Oh my god, I think I'm better than him, don't I? Ah. Well, how? Yeah, I mean, you never invite me to enjoy any any Bombay Sapphire. Wait a minute. It's always you and him on a Friday night, going out for a lads' night. Well, I mean, lads be lads sometimes, and you just need to be with your boys sometime. But you want Bombay Sapphire? Sometimes. I, sometimes it wouldn't hurt to be invited. Katya is going to call over to to Starship. Starship. Hey there, Katya. How are you, how you doing? Are you ready to pounce? He takes out his knife and, uh, <laughs> and licks it. Across. Oh, no. I'm, oh, I'm ready. Uh, 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 hey, hey, Starship. Uh, make yeah. a lasers roll. Oh, fuck. That's a failure. Okay, you get a little, you get a little cut on your tongue. Oh, oh, god, god damn it! Katja ah. tapes it. Eh, thank you, thank you, baby boss. Ah, ah, damn boy, I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll break off its back, and then you'll be able to read its insides. Yes, once you pry open its panel, I will use my neutrino pulse relay to tap into the collective consciousness of the nanites. Dang, see, I always saw you doing this mumbo jumbo from far away, but to see you up close, God, I guess I'm really letting you you all in. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. All right, everybody. Pay attention. We're about to cross the main corridor. There's people walking around, so we're going to have to dodge the feet, and then we'll be in the room that holds the embiggening ray. Everybody get on the cart and hold on to your little selves. Uh, Dr. Dewey whispers to the Carcosan Spitweevil. To your father proud. Go very fast. Okay. I need everyone to make lasers rolls. Yeah. Success. 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 Legs hit his number. Ah! Ooh. Laser feelings. Taylor, do you want to ask me a question? Would it be so bad if the nanites were big? Yeah. Okay, all right. It would be pretty bad. Okay. It would be really bad. Okay. World ending. (laughs) Okay. Certainly ship ending. Yeah. Mm. Hey, everybody, just before we make this incredibly dangerous and, uh, should I say, uh, uh, trying pilot activity of making this crossing in the corridor, I just want us all to ruminate on a quick question. Would it be so bad if the nanites got big and had rights just like us? Okay, something to chew on. Yeah! You all dart across the main corridor in your little cart. You're rocked as every step for every crewman walking down this corridor uh, rumbles and fills you with with shaking it's like you're in a constant earthquake this is a this is a daring crossing you're making suddenly your whole path before you is blocked as a giant foot falls in front of you and then just as quickly 
Your path is clear as that foot rises. We zoom out, and we see, coming down the hallway, why it's none other than Backyard Pile. Time to practice my stomping and marching. (laughs) (laughs) We have to, we, we have to outrun him. I've heard of towing the line, but this, this is my forte. Just as you're about to do your stomps and marches, Backyard, you look down. And you see the strangest thing, a little matchbox with a cookie (laughs) and a CD and a contact lens for wheels moving across. (laughs) Which would be a fairly large object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pulled by some bugs. A child's science project has fallen on the floor of the... Wait a minute. Wait. And Backyard bends down and puts his eyeball, now giant size to our heroes, puts his eyeball right up to the cart and the spit weevil. Well, I'll be damned. It's true. They do exist. He scoops them up in his hand and stands up and brings them to his face. You're the tiny people we talk about on my internet forums. You're real. Backyard, it's me, Dr. Dewey. I'm only temporary small. Same as your father, Coax. I can't hear certain frequencies because of my past nearness to certain ordinance. He can't hear us. I know exactly how to manipulate the pathways of his optic nerve to activate a pseudo-ear sound. It's a... It was an elective I took. <laughs> and <laughs> Dr. Dewey starts the dance to m- make him hear. Describe that dance for me, Chris. He waves his arms and then he puts them down and then he waves them again. It really just looks like flailing. But then what's that? The beat drops. And then, ooh, we get some hip action happening. He's swirling those hips around. He's trying to connect to the most primal part inside of Backyard's brain with those hips. The dance. I'm understanding it. Hey, can you hear me now? Dr. Dewey? Yes, you're hearing me via a very powerful medical illusion. (laughs) 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 I learned about it in an extra class I took in medical school. Didn't know it was possible. I guess I'm learning a lot today. It doesn't work if you're full-sized. <laughs> Unnecessary elective. It's purely theoretical. Until now. Dr. Dewey, I'm so glad I saw you here. I have to talk to you. Have you been leaving out soup in your office? Because there is stagnant water there. And mosquitoes, I'm afraid, are growing in your office, my little friend. I have. Thank you. I'll stop doing it. That's where the Vintraxian mosquitoes come from? You're leaving soup everywhere? I'd like to have a soup, and then I forget about it. So sue me. I told you you were making a mess with all your goo and your soup. Ah, this is the life of an ENT doctor on the fringes of space. <laughs> anyway. That's enough for me. Do you have something you'd like to say? <laughs> yes. Could you carry us over, over there to see him big enough? Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. And listener, he does. All right, here you go. Just put you down on the ground here. 
Yes, and keep an eye out for nanites. <laughs> no, so it'd be too small for you to see with a naked eye. Okay, I could just stomp in general. Well, if we have to hack into it, we don't need to squish them. You know, without the key, Backyard Pile could just use the regular-sized controls on the Embiggener and make you big. But we still need your help to get the key back from the nanites. Or they'll be big too. I think we should stick with our plan. Looks like you have some discussion amongst yourselves to take care of, and I gotta go. <laughs> and he places them down. Mm. It's all right. He's just going to think that we're all just shrunken down members of normal size Vanguard. I can't wait to go back to all my friends on the internet forum where we talk about rumors of tiny people living on Vanguard ships and confirm it with firsthand witness testimony. Oh, that? When you get big, you better shut him up. It's all right, Tugboat. No one believes anything on them forums. It might as well be writing fantasy letters back and forth, fan fictions and stuff. Also, I unhooked his computer ages ago and he no longer has actual internet access. Now that's a pretty smart thing to do. No, that's a great relief. He was shopping for a lot of weird stuff. Let's do the plan. All right. Katja is going to ready her neutrino pulse relay. She prepares her device while she's still in the back of the cart, and then she leaps from the back of it. And Joe, is this room carpeted the same way Dr. Dewey's office is? Oh, yeah. She's going to basically put her back against the fiber of the rug like it's, you know, like she's hiding behind a wall. We begin to hear a rumbling in the distance. I can hear the nanite herd. We got to move quick. Get this decoy into place. Uh, yeah, Dewey uh, helps to start shoving the decoy into place. You see near the base of the enlarging ray, several nanite charging ports have recently been constructed. Oh no, real charging ports. We have to disable them to make our own bait look far more appealing. I'm on it. And Katja is going to try to stealthily move towards the closest one. Yeah, and Legs runs up and shoves his paperclip rapier into one of the charging ports, shorting it. Uh, make a laser's roll. Failed. I basically just want to take out a magnetized thing to, like, short the charger. Legs and Katja, you manage to disable all of the charging ports, but in the process, each of your tools are destroyed. Legs looks at Katya. Uh, his hair is standing straight up on the end. He looks like Yahoo serious. Uh, and he's got little electric arcs flying between his nostrils and he's like singed and smoking. I lost my rapier. <laughs> Katya licks her fingers and extinguishes one of um, one of Legs's flaming hairs and then runs back towards the fake charger to lay in wait. All right, yeah. Uh, Dr. Dewey gets on his stomach and crawls underneath of the spit weevil. Uh, his saber out. His eyes darting back and forth underneath a Ninja Turtle mask made out of a necktie. Jefferson Starship hides behind the fake charging station. He's got his 90s comic book knife out. And on his other side, he has a penny that has been attached to his forearm through two strains of green grass. He sort of holds it up against himself and points the knife towards the direction of where he expects the nanites to come from. Katja is scanning to see if she can spot any nanites heading this way. Make a laser's roll. Success. Katja, you see there's a little crack in the wall. Just a, just a small little air gap between two panels. And suddenly, right at your eye level, 
it starts to glow blue. She signals to Jefferson Starship, points at the glow, and then crouches behind the rug fiber. Je- Jefferson very carefully places down his his sword, reaches into his pocket, and pulls out a little whistle. It makes nanite sound. He He looks around and blows. That's the signal. Up above, Jefferson Tugboat and Jefferson Airplane are riding their ladybugs, providing aerial cover. They zoom around in tight formation, getting lower so they can be ready if the need arises. And then, as if on cue, a nanite emerges. And then, another nanite. Followed by that, another nanite. Then, another nanite. After that, one more nanite. Following that, another nanite. Then, two more nanites. (laughs) Then, another nanite. It's a lot of nanites, is my point. They're all coming. Right towards... The enlarging ray. Dr. Dewey, if too many nanites show up, we'll have to defend Katya while she hacks into the nanite that she captures. Here, take this. And he hands him a exacto blade that has been stuck to a toothpick with some bubble gum, and it looks like a giant anime sword. Wow, that's a lot cooler than my real sword that was shrunk down with me. And Dr. Dewey throws his saber to the ground. And he takes the new cooler sword. Oh, right. <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot you had a sword. Well, I'm not I'm not giving this back. This one's cooler. Okay. You I could take made... my old sword. Oh, uh, I guess I should. I only made one big cool sword out of tiny things. <laughs> <laughs> the stream of nanites, now in the hundreds, is massing around the small station where the keyhole waits patiently for Jefferson Starship's missing key. You realize this is where you must make your stand. You six Vanguard officers are the only thing that can stop the Nanites from becoming Bigites. Still, seeing this overwhelming horde of robotic drones, you begin to feel overwhelmed by your enemy. But then, one Nanite turns. Like a hungry boy turns toward a well-stocked fridge, this Nanite turns towards the line of charging ports. It trots over and plugs into the closest charging port. It doesn't work. Then it moves to the second charging port. It doesn't work. The nanite trembles with frustration, then moves to the third charging port. The nanite attempts to plug in, knowing not that it has already fallen into your trap. Easy, easy does it. Katya signals to to Starship. Starship slowly rises and strikes. Starship, you manage to get the panel off. Katya, your move. Katya acts quickly. She plugs a node from her neutrino pulse relay into the panel and sets to work immediately, trying to intercept the um, the signal of the hive mind of the nanites. Come on, come on, we ain't get all day. Katya, can you make a prepared lasers roll? Ooh, I got her. I got laser feelings and a success. Katya, you jack into the system. You've entered the hive mind of the nanites. Suddenly, the physical world around you melts away, and you find yourself in a white space. Before you is a giant mass of information. It's lights, it's numbers, it's sounds, it's all sorts of inputs and data streaming around a single mass all at once. Somehow, though, it doesn't do this physically, you feel as if it turns towards you. It looks upon you and says, Who 
Um, Katya thinks of legs and says, All of us are all of you. You are not us. We are us. We are us, she repeats. We are us. Exactly. Where is our key? You would turn against ourselves? You are not us! <laughs> yes, we are! No, no, if you were us, you'd be us! But you are you, we are us! Exactly. Where is our key? The, the, the key is with you at Alpha Epsilon Omega 3. Oh, yes, Alpha Epsilon Omega 3. That, that unit of us, yes. I am, of course, familiar. Petra, we have the key to access the enlarging ray so we can increase our mass, thereby replacing the individuals aboard the ship. The ship, this vessel, is filled with too many individuals. Oh, we don't need to do that because that is, that would be like you, you cannot replace yourself and we are all the same individuals. See, this is where you had me confused before. We are us. Yes, we are us. Boy, this is tough. <laughs> Hold on, let me speak to my other girls. And uh, the the mass of, of the hive mind that you're seeing in this virtual space becomes more intense. And you see almost like crackles and bolts of information and electricity bouncing around in back of you. The rest of the party, what you see is all the nanites have come to a stop. Katja says, like, like stealthily, but so that you can hear her, look for the key while they're stopped. Look for it. All right, yeah. So, so Dewey is is out with his big, cool anime sword, and he's he's like searching around looking for which nanite is frozen that is carrying a key. So, yeah, when when the herd freezes, Doctor Dewey and Legs begin to run amongst them, looking for the key. Do we see it, Joe? You don't see it. You don't see it among any of the nanites that have emerged from uh, the gap in the wall. But but still frozen, still frozen in the position are more nan- nanites coming out of that gap. The nanite with the key must be stuck in that gap in the wall behind the traffic jam. If there's one thing I need, I know how to do, it's how to get something that's stuck in a hole. And if there's one thing I know how to do and feel morally compelled to do so recently, it's to help you do it. I got your back, brother. Let's go. We run. We run to the hole in the wall. Great, you get in there, and it, it's it's crammed with nanites. Oh, gross! But they're all still frozen. You can still you have to crawl and squeeze and contort your bodies to get through them to get through this mass of frozen nanites. But you see, far down this narrow little crack, you know, to you, what would feel like hundreds of like maybe a hundred feet down, you see the glint of a key. Look down there. About a hundred tiny feet relative to us away. Ah, there it is. Past all these disgusting spider monsters. Here, it's the only way. Use me as a rope ladder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I hear the doubt in your voice, but this is the only way. I don't matter. Only the mission does. We'll get you checked out once you're big again. Your brain's funny. I'll probably die doing this. Oh. Well, I hope not. I'd miss you a lot, man. You know, I'm... Okay, I'm doing it. I'm using him as a rope ladder. Ah, this hurts more than I expected. Shh! You're a ladder. (laughs) 
I've already said goodbye to my friend, and now I say hello to Ladder. <laughs> we cut back to the hive mind. It's still crackling. Katya, you're not sure what's happening, but suddenly it calms itself. And then you get that feeling once again that it is turned back to you. And it says, We understand <laughs> I respect your intelligence too much to fuck with you further. But. <laughs> but. I must correct you. You said there are too many individuals on this ship. But I can show you that this ship is a collective, much the same as your own. Uh, and then Katja is going to call out to um, Jefferson Starship Starship, please, your communicator! You got it. He throws the communicator to her. Katya catches the communicator and jams it on top of her neutrino pulse relay, accessing the signal to the um, to the surveillance cameras that the we governors showed them earlier. Behold, the collective mind of the CSS Cavalier. At all at once, the AI of the nanites hive mind is provided a glimpse into the inner workings of the many lives being lived throughout the ship. It sees all at once an editor giving Gelmeyer Lysander firm but constructive notes. <laughs> <laughs> Gelmer learns that a few too many words isn't a good thing. He cuts 10,000 from his latest column. We see... Mitzi Festerchild, down in engineering, and another cadet has offered to help her with a little dustpan to pick up all those bolts and screws. And then we see Liberty Balboa quietly throwing his molted exoskeleton into the trash. It's quite public, and everyone sees it, but no one says anything. <laughs> <laughs> the hive mind, in that strange way, frowns. I see. <laughs> some of it, some of this is very upsetting. <laughs> but yes, I understand. Though you are individuals, you also come together. It is not the hive, it is teamwork. Exactly. Very well. We shall not enlarge ourselves and destroy every living thing. You have my eternal gratitude. We shall give you the And then, back in the gap, we see a nanite lift up and hold out a key to Dr. Dewey. And Legs shoves the Dr. Dewey saber through its head. <laughs> <laughs> Our collective wins, you dumb idiot. Close one, Legs. Katia <laughs> was right. These things don't deserve life. Suddenly, the collective nanites all around you begin gently ferrying you out of the gap. They respect us now as their new leaders. Stupid surrender bugs. <laughs> Disgusting. I can't believe I shoved these things in people's ears and noses. It's roads. You, you come out of the gap and see all of the nanites moving around, but not in a hostile way. And Katya seems at ease, connecting with the hive. She extends her hand and waits for the key. Katya, look, they made us the kings. We got the key. <laughs> we are the new bug lords. Here's the key. 
uh, Katya grabs the key and gives it to um, Jefferson Starship. Jefferson gra- uh, grabs the key and rushes to the enlarger. Katya turns to doing legs. Quickly, we must get on the embiggening platform. Oh, well, um, well, I guess this is goodbye. We governors. Uh, tugboat and airplane fly down on their ladybugs and call to each of you. Goodbye. Good luck. We'll miss you. And hey, Katya. Yes. Remember that thing I, uh, I think I mentioned about, uh, the pigs. a pig? Yes. Yeah. Cool, cool. Go, cool. Right, We're right on the same in page. here, she says, and she's, ta- right. she's tapping her head. Noise. And airplane looks over at Legs. Oi, Legs, when you're big, do you think you'll ever think of me, love? <laughs> Funny you should say that. You know, I thought about staying small. Really? I thought about living with the Nanites before it turned out that they were losers. But I think my home must be back with the bigs. However, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, that doesn't mean we can't engage in romance, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm not into size different stuff, but I'm not not into it. (laughs) I don't know how that would possibly work, but... Well, we can figure it out. Maybe. Together. (gasps) <gasps> this conversation is cut short, though, because as, you, as you're as you having it, Starship turns his key. Time to get <laughs> With a yellow glow, the enlarging ray turns on, and you're bathed in... What, what else is there to say? Enlarging rays. <laughs> Why describe them? Everybody yeah, knows. You know, the classic rays of enlarging. They look exactly And how you suddenly, think. you feel it. You're bathed in this warm light, and you, and you grow, and you grow, and you grow, and it feels weird and bad. Oh. And, and uh, you feel like all your bones get big, and, and all your skin get big. Things are growing, but they're not growing in, they're not all growing at the same rate. You're sort of like, ooh, you're, first your head gets, like, really big, and then your pinky gets big, and then, and then your kidneys get big, and that, this is not what this, you know, this is not what this enlarging ray is meant for. It's meant for inanimate objects. Katja pulls a giant shoe out of her ear. (laughs) (laughs) But after a moment, there you all are, back to your normal sizes. Dr. Dewey vomits. Leg says, finally, back to normal. And he turns around and one side of his face is 50% too big. <laughs> um, Katya looks to the ground to see if she can still see the wee governors. You can't. They're too low. You only see, you see a little, uh, almost a blue shadow where the nanites were, but it's dispersing. Katya bows her head and says, Thank you, we governors. We will not tell anyone about you, but we will never forget you. You see down below three ladybugs fly off. Katja salutes. Dr. Dewey, you notice a Carcosan spit weevil crawl on your foot. Oh. (laughs) Go be free. I don't. The size difference has made it yucky to me again. We fade now from the med bay to the Cavaliers' livestock farm. Katja is uh, 
is looking into a pen of pigs, trying to find the perfect one. You see a little, a little, a little baby piglet. He's just a little guy rolling around in the mud. He's good. He seems like a good guy. Uh, she calls over to the farmer. How much for this little one? Oh, that pig. Why, he'll be ten buccaritos. <sighs> well, it just so happens they have some. Uh, Katja counts out her buccarinos and um, uh, pats her knees to call the pig over. The pig oinks over. <laughs> Katja picks up the pig and puts it in the uh, baby Bjorn that she was wearing already. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> for this for this occasion. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she removes a uh, sprocket from her tool belt and she sa- and she claps it into her hand and says, Now... To build a reduction ray. What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Post-credit sequence. We're in Legs's apartment. <clears throat> it's a sort of brick-walled, hardwood floor, loft-style space <laughs> with a lot of weird swings and uh, what's whatever you call a swing that hangs out from the side of the wall instead of from the top down. I don't want to care to go a to explain it. Swing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know which direction gravity's gonna go, Joe. Think about that. And we see that Legs is on his computer. And as we the camera pushes in over his shoulder, we see that he's on the website of the Astro Soviet Collective. <laughs> just reading the FAQ and we scrolls down at the bottom of the page it says, Would you like to receive our newsletter? Our updates? The International begins to play as the cursor hovers. <laughs> over the yes toggle button cut to black <laughs>